0: The CNBC app. Global market news in one place. Customizable sections and personalized alerts. Stocks tracking, interactive charts and market insights all in your hands. Stay connected. Stay informed. Download the CNBC app today. A very warm welcome, everybody. You're watching Sportbox. In your headlines this hour, the S&P 500 snaps a four-week rally while Treasury yields rise ahead of the key central bank summit in Jackson Hole, Wyoming this week. China cuts its benchmark lending rates as Beijing moves to revive an economy shaken up by rising coronavirus numbers and a property sector crisis.
1: Uh, Russia preparing to halt natural gas supplies to Europe for another three days, this time at the end of the month. Citing, yeah, wait for it, planned maintenance. Uh, piling, of course, more pressure on the region ahead of winter, which is coming. Uh, Cineworld reportedly preparing to file for bankruptcy as a lack of blockbusters leaves theatre seats empty. That's CineMaster, you and I. Whilst streaming giants HBO Max and Amazon position themselves for a crucial three weeks with key releases due. I understand it's Hobbits vs. Dragons.
0: So this is a pretty rare occurrence, car- yeah. isn't it, in the history of uh, sport like box over the last few what? weeks?
1: 22 absolutely. days into August, and the first time we sat uh, down together.
0: Absolutely, phenomenal.
1: Do you know what? Um, I, I have license now to just mm. shoot the breeze with you, muck around, right. talk about life, and do whatever I want. Do you know why? Go on because no matter what the rundown says, and you know, we have this thing called a rundown, um, where it's min- the minutiae every second where you and I speak. Yeah. We're supposed to be kind of covering it in yeah. accordance with the rundown. It's the story count, these are the number of stories. Story the story count, very important to senior management. The they hour. love you to get through all the stories. But do you yeah. know for a fact, I, I, I got accosted. I went to a major sporting event where England were right. rubbish the last few days. Okay. Uh, a very, very place dear to me. And I got accosted mm. by many, many, People mm. genuinely who said how much they have enjoyed you and I mucking oh, around great. for years. That's, and do you know what they a, said? Go on. I, I kid you not. There was mm. n- not just one, not two, not three. Mm. L- load of them. Said you and Jeff. Kept me company in COVID. I said, "You poor blighter." Yes. Kept me company in my den. Kept me company mm. in, in my spare room. All I could put on was squawk box. Yes. So, so there was a lot of guys out there. And to be yes. unfortunately, most of them were chaps. You know. Right. We need right. more women in that demographic. There's yes. no doubt about it. Right. But, but they were very, very happy for our company. Yes.
0: Yeah. It, it reminds me actually of a conversation I had a long time ago with somebody who stopped me and explained that in Malta or Zurich. Uh, no, this was in Asia. Right. Um, who. Explained that they used to watch on television whilst they were having their shower. Okay. And I. I've never felt the same about the audience <laughs> since then. Really, you just take it to go. a
1: whole new level.
0: Uh, so let's talk a, a little bit about the Not market the week then. ahead uh, for all in, those viewers who can't get
1: enough of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's very nice to hear no, that there I, were all honestly, those people. I have more Good. than I've ever had in in 20 Good. years. Right. I think we've we've, we've blighted but people. In does COVID. that
0: mean we're doing something right, or does that mean that you were just in a particular? I don't think they bracket. could get any other channel, to be honest. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, the old black and white set. <laughs> yeah. Up. With the co-hanger. Investors are. Gearing up this week, then, for uh, the annual Jackson Hole Summit, where they'll be listening out for signs from the Fed Chair Jerome Powell on just how far the US Central Bank is willing to go. To bring down decades high inflation. The event comes amid fears of a disconnect between markets and the Federal Reserve. Equities have rallied over the summer on the back of stronger than expected earnings and hopes that the Federal Reserve may slow its pace of rate hikes to prevent the economy from tumbling into recession. Markets are now pricing in a 50 basis point hike at the Fed September meeting and even a possible cut next year despite comments from several officials indicating otherwise. Well, CNBC, of course, will be at the Jackson Hole Symposium in Wyoming. Coverage begins from Thursday. you
1: ever been to the Grand Tetons?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. You haven't had that one? No, 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 I'd like to go though at some point. It looks but I, stunning, doesn't I, it? I think it's the US team that covers Jackson Hole primarily. Have been to the
1: Prairies at all, the Rockies? Uh, no, I've
0: done both coasts but yeah. not too much of the
1: internal. Yeah. I did the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. It's very similar but without the guns. Right. Um, ex- uh, lovely, absolutely yeah. quite extraordinary where where the, the prairies meets the Rockies. Right. No very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. It sounds um, lovely. Um, kind yeah. of um, Banff kind of area. Oh, you know, Banff is lovely anyways, and isn't it? Um, yeah. Calgary, I went yes. to. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I did Good. go to the Stampede. Yeah. Uh, this week's Jackson Hole Summit comes amid a packed week of earnings and data. Uh, pandemic favourites uh, Zoom and Peloton, well, they're not anymore, are they? Uh, both report this week, like the latter. Uh, did I read somewhere that Peloton's new strategy is to cut jobs, yes. cut the service, make yes. you assemble the bikes yourself and yes. charge more for it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, well, it, uh, well that's gonna work, I mean, it's like it? the flat pack furniture model, isn't it? What,
1: the IKEA Peloton?
0: In a sense, although I think IKEA generally is getting cheaper, but the idea that you basically have to do, the, do half the work yourself. But isn't it, isn't it ironic that this is the way of the world now, that it doesn't matter what service or what product, somehow you end up doing more of the work than you used yes. to? Yes.
1: Yep. Yes, or paying more for them A- to do paying, stuff that you would have yeah, had previously. Absolutely. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck to Peloton. Um, the producers just panicked because they were actually halfway through going through the wall. So we right. do it again. Pandemic. Let's do it again. Why not? Let's get it <clears> into <throat> people's psyche. That's fine. Uh, pandemic favorites Zoom and Peloton. Did I read somewhere about Peloton? Pa- no, I'm joking. <laughs> as well as US retailers Macy's and Nord Stream on Tuesday. I think they'd already done Tuesday. Uh, We'll get the first PMI readings uh, for uh, August from across Europe and the United States. Wednesday will mark six months since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And on Thursday, did we mention that the Jackson Hole Central bankers' Summit kicks off? I think we might have done. And we'll also get the uh, second reading uh, of GDP for the last quarter, as well as IFO data out of Germany. And on Friday, attention again turns, yes, you wait for it, to Jackson Hole. Uh, where the Fed Chair Jay Powell speech uh, will uh, take place here in the United Kingdom. Energy regulator Ofgem will announce its latest price cap review as well. What are they... I mean, I, look, it's all about... I, and well, I, 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 you know like you do. You don't read anything for three weeks, and then you yeah. pretend you've been reading and keeping in touch for the whole time. So yeah. I did read in quite extensively over the last couple of days, and I'm like... <laughs> And I I kind of wasn't so much an epiphany, it was more like usual me. What on earth do they expect Jay Powell to say? What on earth is Jay Powell gonna say? that is different from the 20 previous times he's spoken, i.e., we are going to be a very sensitive to the data. We are still um, fighting this inflation scourge. We are very concerned about inflation. We are still very keen on the jobs picture. We think mm. that the jobs picture is still very strong. We've noticed that wages are rising, albeit at a lower level than inflation is rising at the moment. And we hope and we expect inflation to abate mm-hmm. at some stage, probably laced with a couple of comments that are going to say we don't see the U.S. entering a meaningful Recession. What what else is the market waiting for? Ladies and gentlemen, you can turn off your set (laughs) now for the rest of the week because. um, And you know we're going to get a violent move one way or the other because the equity market's going to spot some tautology within there, one slight intonation different on a word, maybe an eyebrow in a Roger Moore esque way going up at some stage. And the market will say, well, that proves that we're going to have rate cuts next year. It's going to be utter nonsense. Uh, So I'll just make
0: two points. So, like you, I've been away and then I'm playing catch-up and so I did a bit of reading as well but I sought out people that take a very different view from the Federal Reserve at the moment so I listened to a terrific podcast uh, with Danny Blanchflower who is a labor economist as you know former member of the Bank of England monetary policy committee but basically works in the United States for Dartmouth College and he says this is going to be a terrible mistake the Federal Reserve continuing to hike rates as other interest, uh, as other Western central banks are at this stage, are ultimately only doubling down on the error, because what is worse for most people in societies, is, it is recessions and depressions. Inflation is bad, we know inflation is bad, but supply side generated inflation is a very difficult thing to deal with. So his argument at this stage, actually, the Fed and the other Western central banks should not be hiking. They should be pausing at least to wait and see what the result of the initial hikes have been. And in fact, if anything, he's suggesting that monetary policy should remain relatively easy or be easier from here on in because the markets are already signalling to you that they anticipate deflation into next year. We don't know you know, when the data is going to start to turn, but his argument would be, even as we've seen higher prints um, in Europe and in the UK, the underlying growth drivers are already weakening. So a lot, of, a lot of the props of Not the economy true. are actually being kicked away at the moment companies are cratering their hiring How
1: much does plans Danny Blanchard get paid?
0: Well, I don't know how no, much.
1: Quarter of a million? Right. Half a million dollars? How's that relevant to the conversation? Because wages are not supply-side. That's why. Because real people well. are seeing their wages diminished aggressively, even though they're getting four 5, 6% increase in their wages at the moment, it is still less than inflation, so hence they are finding a cost of living crisis getting worse. When it gets into the system, as we know, as Danny Blanchflower knows, Mm. when he was playing for Tottenham um or was that someone else yes that was someone else uh, but the fact of the matter yeah. is once it's in the system and people see their cost of living cry go in the real world this is the problem with too many economists we have on this channel as well they don't go in the real world and see the crisis for real people as well real people are now demanding greater wages that is not supply side that is not about a barrel of oil that is not about whether uh, gasoline is five bucks 14 as it was in uh, june or whether it's 398 now mm. at the pump in the united states on average it is about everything else which is being you get <coughs> shrinkage in your product you're mm. being asked to pay more for it your energy bills have gone through the roof as well so real people are asking for more wages as well that ain't gonna disappear anytime soon regardless uh, of what happens for a price of oil
0: the problem is uh... you can only demand higher wages if you have a job and if you don't have a job because we're having a recession or a depression then you can whistle to the wind for that extra money and. Just to pick up on your point, I mean, we have had basically uh, falling living standards for the last two decades yep. in the Western world. Yep. And so, now you've got inflation so, so, to add on to the top so, of that. So let me finish my point. Um, the, the point is this that, you know, 20 years ago, we should have been turning around to the uh, executives and to the shareholders and saying, you know, why don't you take a little less money? and increase the salaries of the workers because that's the reality of the situation we're in now that you could argue that none of these blue-collar workers have actually generated this impending um, crisis that we're approaching but those are going to be the people who suffer the greatest pain if we actually have a serious recession at this point so, I I just don't believe that this wage-price spiral that the economists at the moment are fixated on is actually going to become embedded, because if we have a recession, people are just going to lose their jobs. There will be no wage price spiral because there will be no people employed. And we we will go back to unemployment numbers like we had in the uh, Thatcher era of five, six, seven percent.
1: Yeah, you can have inflation and unemployment at the same time, by the way.
0: Yeah, you can. Well, let's see if it it's materializes. You can also have a recession and deflation.
1: And it'll be a shock to the system for those SP five hundred CEOs and the like in the yeah. FTSE and the like in the I don't know, the CAC and the DAX, where their multiples have gone through the roof over those two decades you are yeah. talking about and back before that. Back in the 1960s, an average S&P 500 salary for a CEO mm. was roughly 20 times multiple for your average worker, yeah? It's now 324 times. I hope they're proud of themselves of what they've done there.
0: So the question, I think, for our audience is really what they do over the course of this week, because as you say, I think the narrative will not change. Our central banks have the bit between their teeth. As far as they're concerned, we're focused on inflation, we're not focused on growth. Maybe that's a mistake at this point, given that the the causes of this inflation have been supply-side primarily, but it's what we've said all the way through here. This is a very difficult environment to negotiate, but driving Western economies into recession may not be the answer.
1: Yeah, but how many times have central banks, and we've got to go, yeah. have refused to let the cycle happen and have now compounded all these problems with the vast Great. amount of debt that's been built up? Let me just remind you as well, US inflation in July, <clears throat> 8.5%. Uh, what's the Fed funds rate at the moment? Significantly lower than that, I can tell you as well. UK inflation, 10.1%. Bank of England's got a 1.75% rate. Inflation in the Eurozone, circa 9% as well. And the interest rate to accommodate that in the Eurozone absolutely
0: be- zero. Before you go though, I'm going. Take, take a look at the consumer confidence numbers Awful. in all Western. I- so inflation at these levels would normally be generated by a cycle of euphoria that is caused by people who have excess capital who are putting it to work spending and they are driving a shortage of goods oh, which yeah, is generating inflation.
1: Household figures so why, again, why do we crazy. have
0: but why do we have cratering consumer confidence reduced hiring expectations going forward and all of those negative numbers around the sentiment prints whilst we have that very high inflation number there is something that doesn't work
1: uh, here. Are you sure euphoria is always accompanied by inflation spikes? I don't remember. Maybe in, in the Definitely. weird world of markets, but for consumers, inflation spikes are accompanied by euphoria. Because that, really, that euphoria, I don't remember that in
0: the 70s. Th- that euphoria is what drives ultimately the inflation numbers. I'll
1: isn't have that? to check with Dad, but I don't remember him being euphoric <laughs> at inflation in the 70s. Well, the 70s was a strange. Period. Well, you remember better than I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> only just. Only just. He's only two years old. Were you two years older than me, Ish? Uh, Right, okay, Nasdaq down 2% on Friday, S&P 500 down 1.3%. We have had a four-week run to the upside, which has been great, but unfortunately just gave back a little bit. I say unfortunately, it's good to have a two-way market, trust me. Dow was down nine-tenths of 1%. Actually, for the week, the moves were quite interesting. The Dow was only down two-tenths of 1%. S&P was down 1.2%. Nasdaq was down 2.6%. Russell 2K was down 2.9%. Had quite a tough time to the upside. Treasury was very interesting. We did see some very interesting move on the dollar on the treasuries as well but safe to say the yield picked up so nearly three percent again that put on around about 10 basis points compared to where it was uh, one week ago. But very interestingly, given what Jeff was saying about people forecasting rate cuts at some stage, uh, the two-year 326 uh, and a bit of change, as I say, compared to the 10-year trading at 2.97 as well. Dollar crosses was inter- interesting. Dollar back on the front foot. A lot of talk about parity yet again. There'll be all kinds of people getting excited about parity. And I get it. They like big round numbers. For me, it doesn't mean a thing whether it's 99.9 or 1.01. But that fact of the matter is that's roughly where we're trading uh, on the euro dollar. The pound getting an absolute drubbing again, despite the fact. What's the latest inflation rate? They've 13 percent. I think they think we're going to get in the UK. Lovely. Uh, euphoria. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. 118.28 is where the sterling dollar pair is trading. Dollar yen, 137. Again, getting quite close to those 138 handle levels we saw at the uh, nadir, the trough uh, of the yen quite recently. Dollar yuan stately at 6.8. 826. Let's have a look at some commodities as well, been spending a way too much time taking a look uh, at a few of these. Uh, we're back down to 95 handle on Brent. Uh, it's been oscillating but in a downward trend as of late, whether it can draw a line of sand remains to be seen. Still a lot of supply issues for refined product out there as well. Uh, WTI crude just under 90 bucks, spot gold 17.43. Quick look at the Asian markets before Jeff tears into the next guest. Um, flat on the Hang saying a little bit of a decline on the Nikkei. Uh, mainland Shanghai Composite up six tenths of one percent.
0: Gold is really doing nothing on nothing. a day when you'd expect risk aversion to drive people into safe havens. I wonder what What Tim Edwards thinks. Tim is uh, S&P Dow Jones uh, Indices uh, guest with us this morning. Uh, Tim, nice to see you. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Well, the markets um, seem to be catching a cold this Monday morning as they look ahead to uh, Jay Powell's speech later on in the week. What do you think investors should be doing? How should they assess the week ahead?
2: Uh, well, first of all, good, good morning and uh, thanks for very, very much for having me on. Um, yeah, it might, it might turn out to be a bit of a, a wait-and-see week. Um, you mentioned the, uh, the headline event, probably going to be Friday with the, with the kickoff of the central bankers meeting. Um, there is a generally low level of, of liquidity that we've seen in markets over the past couple of weeks, just a seasonal effect, people are going on, on holiday. Um, So I think unless you have a a really strong conviction either way, probably best to wait and see because trading is going to cost a little bit more than normal. Has
0: something changed in market sentiment? Um, We had a bounce off the lows and yet we seem to have had a a rejection at the 200 day uh, moving average. Uh, What's going on with the, uh, the US market at this point?
2: Uh, well, look. You, you Ask three people, you get three different answers. What I thought was was interesting was uh, in the run-up that sort of began June sixteenth or, or thereabouts, uh, and and equities actually clawed back quite a lot of what they'd lost uh, this year. The S and P five hundred actually more than halfway back to where it began uh, the year. But th- the interesting thing I thought there was that it was volatility expectations, i.e., the VIX uh, coming down, that helped the market gain. Confidence, so really it was it was taking the market was taking a sign from sentiment, taking encouragement in the, the, the reduction of, of hedging needs, um, and of course, you know it, I think it 's unreasonable to expect the vix to keep going down forever, it found a lower level, it broke below twenty, which you know, everyone was happy about, uh, and I think what we have now is all right well well what 's next and what's next is actually quite a bit of uncertainty. And, and so that, that's where I see the market position quite now, that the, the good news you kind of had, it was a decline in volatility expectations. Uh, and then you get to the, the kind of wait and see sentiment we started with.
1: Tim, I hate to say it, but the VIX is one of the worst indicators of what people are going to do going forward of all time, isn't it? I mean, I traded derivatives for 11 years uh, and I never once saw the massive buyers coming in before the downtick as well. It's just a greed index, isn't it? I.e. you only take out insurance when you think you've got a bit of spare cash.
2: Yeah, look, sometimes it leads and and sometimes uh, it lags. And and I, I know of no good way uh, to determine which way it's going to be next, but I think you you can see that it did. Uh, offer a leading indicator uh, over the run-up. I mean, of course, you might also say, no, Tim, uh, it was all to do with earnings, which came in much better than expected, 75% beating expectations, and that's what really cheered the markets. I think that definitely played a part too. Uh, and that also, yeah, earnings is pretty much petered out now. We, I think we've got 95% or something like that of, of the S&P 500 was reported now. Uh, there are a few to come in. You, you mentioned um, uh, Peloton in, in um uh, just before we spoke. Uh, but there's not many to come. Uh, and so <laughs> you sort of back back again where we, we, where we started. But speaking of the VIX, sometimes it leads, sometimes the VIX lags. Uh, and it really depends where the, how important that risk sentiment is to the, to, uh, to the equity market bold.
1: Um You've mentioned ESG in your notes as well. Um, is anyone still investing on ESG? Personally, it matters a lot to me, but I despise greenwash.
2: Uh, So, yes, uh, we, uh, as as an index company, are incredibly heavily engaged. There's a lot of of client demand for for new indices, different ways to to integrate values, if you like, not just uh, ESG, broad ESG, but but things like climate or really specific things. Um, There are still uh, investors who are looking for new ways, new products, new indices, uh, and, and I still see it. Uh, as something of a, of a mega trend uh, and you always see ebbs and flows in in these things the the energy sector and traditional fossil fuel based energy in particular uh, has had an absolutely fantastic run up in terms of performance this year as you may well have noticed uh, and and flows do are always aware uh, <laughs> acutely aware i think uh, of of performance uh, and so I think that 's part of why we 've seen a, a mild uh, a reduction in, in sort of the, the, the top level flows into ESG, from my perspective, looking at the conversations we're having with our clients, um, th- that's, that's still a major, major theme. And, and you know, it, with the split as well, acknowledge that, you know, some people really focusing on climate, some people focusing, focusing on, on other values or aspects that they're looking to integrate.
0: Tim, good to see you. Thanks so much for getting up for us. Tim Edwards, Global Head of Index Investment Strategy at S&P, Dow Jones Indices. Bit of news this morning from Credit Suisse. The bank has named Dixit Dixit Joshi its new CFO as the Swiss lender continues its C-suite reshuffle following last month's appointment of Ulrich Kuhner as Chief Executive. Joshi will take over from David Mathers from October 1st. Francesca McDonough will be COO, and Michael Rongetti will be interim CEO of the asset management unit. Just a brief comment. Of course, we were out at Credit Suisse for the last set of earnings, a pre-tax loss of uh, what was it, over a billion uh, Swiss franc. The new management team are well still taking a scalpel to investment banking. They're still. Uh, aiming to cut about a billion um, out of costs. Interesting, this uh, new uh, lineup. I guess this is the new CEO and uh, Axel Lehman, the chairman, doing the football manager thing and just reshuffling the team, hopefully, with the ambition of uh, achieving the goals they've set out.
1: Mark, it's got zero faith in it. I'm sorry to say, I, I wish them well. I do. I, I like to see European companies do well, and I yeah. like to see European investment banks do well as well. But you look at that chart on the board, <clears> throat> you throat> look at all the full uh, them. and I can say this, this is not even me kind of editorializing. Right. This is like looking at the price of Credit Suisse compared to where the price of Credit Suisse was. This is a company <gasps> which is trading on a price to book for the next 12 months of zero Two, eight. That is one of the lowest multiples. It is worse than Deutsche Bank and it's lows as well. At the moment, the market is saying, we ain't buying this one on trust. We'll wait to see the results. And then maybe there'd be something quite exciting in terms of the share price reaction. But at the moment, if you're a Credit Suisse shareholder, nobody's trying to top up their holdings. The fact is, this is bombed out beyond belief. And I look at the five-year chart. They were 18 uh, Swissy 28 uh, in 2018, i.e., before the crisis. They're now trading five Swissy. There is zero faith in the recovery of this bank at the moment.
0: Well, um, David Hero... Harris Associates right. increased their stake right. from 5.2% to over buying? 10%. Where did
1: they start buying?
0: Well, I don't know where they
1: started buying. But, but they, they weren't they five Euros to five, 20 was no, it? No, no, no.
0: They, they, well, they've been adding at this price. Right. So they were wrong
1: so, at a higher level.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, you could argue, yeah. So they've got it wrong I mean, so far. Yeah. Well, um, it so would So they they're dollar-cost averaging. Well, no. Just before you keep jumping in, let me just finish the point I'm making. They have got involved... And they have increased their position, they've doubled their position because clearly they feel that an activist can bring some pressure to bear on the management team to turn around the results here. And I I agree with you. I mean, the share price speaks for itself. You can see that people have been selling out all the way down, except there are some people like Harris Associates, I guess, who are topping up at this price because they think, how much lower can it go? And there is always a point where, as you always argue, you find value. Yeah. there will be a point there will be a price that is the right price for this bank yeah. and ultimately you know credit, credit, credit Suisse is is not uh, gonna die tomorrow it's got a relatively robust balance sheet the question is does it continue in its existing form or as Harris Associates are arguing if this management team can't turn around the performance break it up sell it realize the value of the different business units
1: in what market in what 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 market? I mean in a stunningly distressed market for investment banking. You've only got to look at the Uh, the capital side of the business, the investment management side of the business, everyone's scrambling for the same clients and the same Asian money and the same Middle East money. Now, they can't get the Russian money as well. They're all chasing the same high, uh, super high net worth individuals, what have you. They're chasing the same deals and what have you, Uh, the same sponsored clients, the same private equity clients as well. Everyone's chasing the same business. And if you're credit switch, you're not exactly going in with the best CV at the moment, are you?
0: Uh, Look at the net interest income they're going to make from these higher interest rates. From the higher debt. levels
1: uh, that consumers and companies and governments have got as well with the greater risk of default and delinquency, did you just say? I don't think I said that, but yes.
0: Uh, Coming up on the programme, Beijing surprises the market again, slashing rates for the second time in just a few days.
1: I'm told the podcast is absolutely very very good. Uh, In the lead up to the big central bank meeting in Jackson Hole next week, and for more on where the Fed policy is heading, check out the aforementioned Squawk Box podcast. We might even spell it right.
0: welcome back everybody hong kong COVID cases hit a level not seen since march the city recorded over six and a half thousand cases on sunday including two hundred thirty seven imported cases and is reopening a massive expo center at the airport to use as a holding center for patients China has cut its benchmark lending rate as Beijing moves to revive an economy shaken by rising coronavirus numbers and property sector problems. Sam joins us uh, with more on the story. So, Sam, how much have they moved by?
3: Good morning to you, Jeff. Well, what we saw today was the PBOC cutting that one-year loan prime rate, which is what most new and outstanding loans are based on by five basis points. So just a trim there, but it was really the five-year that was interesting. That largely influences the price of mortgages. That was a more hefty, substantial 15 basis point cut. So, of course, we have seen a bigger cut to the five-year than the one-year loan prime rate. And certainly what that signals to the market uh, is the policy makers desire to continue to help this struggling property sector because of course a lot of the data has continued to point to uh, consumer confidence remaining weak and certainly the property sector remaining fragile and so economists have certainly said that what we saw today in terms of these cuts was all about the property sector and it is very much needed of course because this is one of the biggest drags on the economy right now of course we do know it makes up for around uh, a quarter of GDP so this does come as we have seen the policymakers certainly trying to stabilize the property sector over in china at the moment but the big question is will this be enough to help the struggling real estate sector and economists simply say it's not, but it certainly helps. And the market certainly like what they're seeing today. But the economists have certainly suggested that perhaps what the government really needs to do is ease some of these concerns in the property sector right now about uh, these uh, housing deliveries, these homes not being finished on time. Because, of course, we do know uh, that we have got these mortgage repayment boycotts going on at the moment. People actually protesting, not paying back their loans over worries about these unfinished projects. But as I say, all in all, not a huge surprise because the market was already surprised by the medium-term lending facility rate cut last week, and that typically acts as a guide for that loan prime rate. So we have got the CSI 300 index sitting up around half of a percent right now at the moment.
0: Thank you for listening
1: to Squawk Box Europe Express. For more market-moving news, you can head to cnbc.com.
0: Or join us again on the show with Jeff Cutmore, Steve Sedgwick and Karen Show weekdays on CNBC.